Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 118. Hey, this is Felice Romero, online fitness coach and eight-time fitness cover model. And if you want to hit your goals in fitness and in business, you should listen to this episode of the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but First, if you have not done this already, please go ahead and schedule a quick chat with me. I would love to talk with you sometime just for 10 or 15 minutes over the phone. Um, head on over to buildyournetwork.co forward slash FB. And in the pinned welcome post in the top of my Facebook group, you'll see a link that goes directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a quick chat. I'd love to talk with you sometime. So I'll catch you there or I'll catch you in the Facebook group. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Felicia Romero. Felicia is an online coach, eight-time fitness cover model, and a trainer on season two of Fit to Fat to Fit. Felicia, welcome to the show. Super, super excited to finally get you on. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you are most excited about right now? 
Yeah. And again, I want to say thank you so much for having me on. And I am most excited. So I transitioned out of my brick and mortar. I've done brick and mortar for like the last 10 plus years and transferred over to now just doing all online coaching because I just wanted to reach more people nationwide. And that is what I'm most excited about right now. Love it. Love it. So let's talk about the brick and mortar thing, because this is something that I've always like, since I've gotten into business, I've always had this like aversion to a brick and mortar because I feel like it like ties me down somewhere. Talk Mm -hmm. to me about your experience with it. How did you like it? Did you enjoy it? And then what are some lessons that you've taken away from it? Absolutely. Yeah. So the brick and mortar, like for me, I always felt like to be an acknowledged trainer, I had to have my own gym. That's kind of the mindset I've always had, even in college when I went to Arizona state and I got my master's in exercise and wellness. And I'm like, okay, you know, this is what I need to do to be I guess, signified as a good trainer or an accredited trainer. And I just, for whatever reason, had that in my head. And it it was actually a dream of mine. You know, I wanted to see if I can do it. And I did, you know, right out of college, I opened up my first gym, which was a tiny 1500 square foot studio. I trained the owner of the complex. So he gave me a great deal and it was small, but it totally fit my needs at that time and really allowed me to kind of dive into building a business and creating this system where, you know, I had equipment and, but it also made me aware of what I was really good at and what I wasn't good at. And so I wanted to grow and I wanted to build. And I went on and opened up, stopped that gym and opened up a second gym with a business partner, bigger gym, went from like a 1500 square foot studio to now over 5,000 square foot. And in that gym, it was all trainer base. So all one-on-one training, you know, there was no group training, nothing like that. It was all one-on-one. We had trainers that either worked on commission or paid rent and they would bring in people. We would give them leads and things like that. But it was really just that one-on-one training mentality, which was great. But, you know, I built that gym with my business partner at the time, basically around the time when I was competing. So it was very like competitor mindset. It was a competitor gym. It still is. I'm no longer with that gym, but it's still very competitor minded. And for me, after I transitioned out of the competition world, and I'll preface this, that I competed in the IFBB for about nine years as a figure competitor, I really got out of that lifestyle and that mindset and it no longer suited me. I wasn't passionate about it. I wasn't passionate about the extremes of it just because it sort of led to many health issues that I had over the years. So, you know, I really wanted to transition out of that. And again, I just, I wasn't passionate about it. And I saw a way, like I couldn't train people for the rest of my life. It was like, I was trading my time for money and like, how could I get out of that? So I sold my portion of that gym and, you know, kind of sat for a year traveling and really trying to figure out what it is that I wanted to do and what I wanted in a gym. I knew that I wanted to open up another gym, but I wanted it to be different. And that is when I opened up my last gym that I just sold in October, Fit Method. And it was a boutique gym and it was all group training. So my time wasn't spent me training people all day. It was class-based and membership-based. So everything, it was very, very synonymous to like an Orange Theory membership model. Okay. And it was amazing. Everything that I believed in when it came to training and functional training and hit all into one. And it was a fusion type gym. So we had spin and group training and hit training and cardio kickboxing. And it was amazing. And I loved it. I'm glad to say like I built that. I've learned so much through the process. I learned a lot about myself. I learned about systems and processes. I learned about having a good team behind you, which, you know, I didn't realize it until a good year in that the people around you have to be really valuable and also believe in your product. Mm. And so I learned so much with that. I made a lot of mistakes, but I can honestly say like in the future, if I ever wanted to go down that road again, I have the tools necessary to be able to open up a gym just because I had gone through so 
much over the last 10 plus years in that arena. But I was, you know, I kind of came to a crossroads. It was actually this time last year. I had traveled to Thailand. I went on this like retreat and I did all these things. And it really forced me to really think about, was I happy? I, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, always worrying about the overhead of the brick and mortar people. And it was really tough. Like, and also too, as an owner of a company, you know, you're always paid last. So I can't say that I was even making an amazing lifestyle. I was just always stressed. And the only person that can change that is you. And for me, it's like, okay, I know having a brick and mortar, you're married to it, but Hey, life is so short. I really had to go after the things that I was passionate about. And I knew that I loved helping people and I loved changing lives, but I didn't like the business side of it. I didn't like the all of the back end stuff, the sales process when it came to memberships and, you know, hiring people. I absolutely despised ever having to fire somebody. It's just not, it's not who I was and it's not what I love to do. And so really coming to terms with that, I, I finally made the conscious decision to sell and move on. And, you know, everything was really easy and the, the transition was smooth, but I'm so happy I did because it really forced me out of my comfort zone and it forced me to level up in my own business, which is now, you know, online. And I love motivational speaking and, you know, I'm hosting my first retreat on a tropical Island in June and all the things that I always told myself I wanted to do. I actually have the time to do it now. And that's, what's amazing. There's so many things in that story that I want to kind of touch on. First thing, best things in life happen outside your comfort zone. Really happy that you said that because too many people were in the situation that you were in last year and then stay in that situation because they feel like they can't get out of it. They feel trapped. They feel like they owe it to themselves to stick into that. Somehow it's just something that's programmed in our minds that when you're in something safe and secure, that you're not supposed to get out of it. And it's just something that's culturally in, you know, Western, just Western culture that says that like, you got to be safe. You know what I mean? Right. You got to play the safe route. And so that's one thing. The other thing that I really liked that you brought up that I don't know if uh, everybody caught this, but she was talking about having her business, but feeling like she was trapped in her own business. So a lot of people have this misconception that entrepreneurship equals freedom. And that's totally not true. Freedom equals freedom. <laughs> so you can have your own business, like you were saying, Felicia, and still feel totally trapped by that business. And it's so it's so important to make sure that when you're building your business, which sounds like the time that you opened the studio where you actually actually enjoyed doing what you were doing. It sounds like you took a lot of the lessons that you learned from the previous partnership and put and implemented them into that business because even though it wasn't something that was super ideal, it sounded like you're having a lot more fun doing that rather than what you were doing before, which yeah. is actual freedom to be able to do what you want when you want and have fun doing it. And so there's so man there's so much stuff in there that I wanted to touch on, but those were a couple of the things. And then the last thing is that you said that last year at this time you were like, okay, I am in this situation currently. I don't want to be in this situation anymore. Mm -hmm. Then you took responsibility for it and basically said, I am the only one that can change where I'm at right now. And that is such an important mindset shift. Can you talk about that decision? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think when people, I get this a lot, you know, with people who are stuck in their, let's say are trapped in their bodies, you know, cause I'm in fitness. So people who maybe can't get to their, hit their goals or stick to a fitness plan. It's, it's one of those things where the pain is not strong enough for you to make a change. And for me, you know, I sat there, I remember being so stressed and, and recognizing the stress, but again, not doing anything about it. And, you know, just thinking that, okay, things are going to get better and I'm going to feel better about the situation and it doesn't. Right. And so the pain has to be stronger than the fear. And that's where I was. I, again, had, I think sometimes it's important to take some time to reflect because when you're in it and I was in it every single day, I didn't really take vacations. I, you know, was married to the business. I was working so many hours and, you know, again, 
it was just me. So I was single at the time and I could put in that time, but also too, in the back of my head, I wanted all of these other things for myself. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. That's what I was going to pull out is exactly what you just said. Like, it's not just the pain. It's also the fear, but it's not the fear of failure that drove you. It was the fear of regret right? Exactly. Exactly. Because I didn't want to look back and you're absolutely right. It's just one of those things where I knew I had to make a change. And you get to that point where you're just, you're tired of feeling that way. So Mm -hmm. the only way to do that is to take action. And I was to that point. And one of my biggest fears as well was letting people down. You know, I had so many people that came to Fit Method because of me and I had a huge fear of letting others down. I mean, my name was on the building, which was another mistake of mine was to put my name on the actual building, which was called Felicia Romero's Fit Method, you know, and that's in a, a tremendous amount of pressure because again, I was always expected to be there. And I, in turn, I always felt like I was going to let not only myself down, but I was going to let people down if I chose to move on and leave. And I finally made the decision to do that. And everybody understands, you know what I mean? And that's exactly. the thing is like, I can't always assume that people are going to be angry. And there's some people were angry, but in the long run, people understand and people move on and it might prompt them to make changes in their life. You know what I mean? To do other things like the trainers that I had, they're off doing their own thing and they're happy and thriving. And at the time they, you know, were in that situation and they were upset that I was moving on. And, but then again, it forced them to make changes in their life as well. And they're all doing amazing and thriving. And it's, you know, change, like you'd said, change really brings about amazing growth in your life. And that's what that did for me. Yeah, totally. Every time I've made a big change in my life, I've seen a big phase of growth right after that change. And so that's why I really wanted to point that out. So moving forward now, Felicia, what does the next like decade look like for you, do you think? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely want to position myself as just just sort of that go-to trainer online, but also I love motivational speaking. I want to continue down that road. I love Mel Robbins and everything she is. I love her philosophy. I love how she's so motivating, but how she's so powerful through her words and her talks and her. So I really, I love that. I want to really transition more into that along with the online training and travel. I love traveling and to see the world and to experience things is definitely on top of the list. I've been fortunate enough to be able to travel the last 10 years to different countries and see different things. And that for me, I knew that I wanted a life that a allowed me to do that. Yeah. So do you have some sort of like a show or something like that that you're putting out right now, like YouTube or podcast or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I definitely have thought about the podcast space. Definitely. I've started transitioning more, starting to do more YouTube as of the last couple of weeks and just really putting myself out there. But yeah, I've always thought about a podcast. That's something that's always kind of been in the back of my head and something that I would love to do. It sounds like this is something that's about to happen right now because <laughs> I think I think <laughs> yeah. that you would do an amazing job at it. You have an insane wealth of knowledge on all of this stuff. And I think that you could grow a following pretty quickly. Plus it would feed into your motivational speaking stuff. I think yeah. pretty, yes. pretty easily. So yes. yeah, totally. I think that that would be fantastic. So if you're listening to this right now and you see Felicia put out a podcast <laughs> in the next couple of months, you know that it originated here. On yes. Georgia Network. <laughs> right. yes, you gave me the push to do what I wanted yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's honestly though, like that brings me to a good point is that sometimes people just need permission. You know, yeah. like it's something that you might be toying around with for a long time. But then when somebody's like, Hey, you should do that. You're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's so exactly. Funny how, like our, how our brains work sometimes. It's just so funny. I'm sure you run into that a lot, especially in the personal training space too. So that brings me to my next question. What is like the most, what, what's the most difficult thing that you've found with people that invest money with you? Like, do you find that people that invest money with you are very, very serious about their fitness goals and they usually end up seeing good results? Or do you find that it's just like totally it varies from person to person? I definitely would say it varies, but I'm a firm believer that that money is, you know, one of the highest forms of commitment. And when they make that commitment with me and invest in themselves, I find that they definitely take it more seriously. One of the hardest things I think that hold a lot of people back and no matter if it's a high ticket client or someone who just wants advice and apply it in their own life, it's really, I would say the mindset that holds them back. And I think that's mindset can, you know, cross along the lines of everything that we do, whether it's career, love, relationships with people, and then obviously fitness. I think people make things complicated and make things harder than they have to be. And I, I, people get stuck in their own heads and their own habits and routines. And what I really try to teach with a lot of my clients is obviously giving them the tools and the resources they need, like the meal plan and the workouts and stuff. But really it's the accountability and getting them past that hump of consistency. You know, it's like, let's say the weekends are a tough point for them. If they can get past that weekend and not let the weekend be their weekend, it really, they start to see these transitions in their habits. And it's really, you know, what I see, it's not the food that is the enemy. It is the habits around the food that really lead us to, I don't want to say failure, but lead us to not necessarily hitting those fitness goals or getting back to their old self of what they used to do. Failure. don't don't be afraid to say it please it's failure yeah (laughs) Um, and I've I've been a victim of that myself multiple times and and just a quick little background I was 
So I played basketball my entire life. So I was always in really good shape. I, even through college, I was playing some college ball and we had two hours of practice every night. So then I got injured. I got surgery and I stopped playing basketball. I got married the next like six months. And mm-hmm. then my wife started cooking amazing food all the time. <laughs> and my diet wasn't always super great anyway. So like I kept eating like I was and then just eating more and more and more. And I got up, I'm about six one. I got up to about 250 pounds at the end of 2015. And it's been a, a really long journey back down. I'm about 200 to five right now. So I can very much attest to that whole failure thing, but it is what it is. It's failure because there's a certain commitment level that it takes to get to reach those goals. And so it's really cool that you are able to help a lot of people see those things happen. So what are some of like the different habits that you were talking about that you try to help people create? Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I get a lot of ladies that contact me and again, you know, the more transparent I am online about the issues that I've dealt with, those are the people that I tend to get. So I'm very, very open and vocal about my past days of extreme dieting and binge eating. You know, I had metabolic damage, adrenal fatigue. So I get a lot of inquiry from those people and those people that contact me are sort of in that mode where they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I can't get a hold of myself. And that's the thing is people, most people know what to do. They have the resources in front of them. They can, you know, anyone can go online and research a meal plan and follow something. But it's really, again, the habits around the food. So what I get most of are ladies that have really hard time and have really bad relationships with food. So first and foremost, I have them, we do, I like to do a lot of soul searching, a lot of writing with my clients. So I have them identify what foods are trigger foods for them. For me, obviously we want to get to a place where those trigger foods no longer trigger them. But in the beginning, those are trigger foods. We got to get them out of the house. You know, for me, it used to be peanut butter. I literally would wake up in the middle of the night. I could eat a whole jar of almond butter or peanut butter in the middle of the night and go back to sleep like nothing happened. And that's like, (laughs) thousands of calories. And I literally would think, what am I doing wrong? And I knew what I was doing wrong, but I was so much denial about it. And for some reason I thought since it was the middle of the night, like, you know, I was just going to forget about it and go to sleep and it wasn't going to count. It doesn't count. Yeah. (laughs) So I just like, I told myself that story for so long. And for a lot of people, they tell themselves these stories, like I've eaten good all day so I can have this in the evening, you know, which again, like why reward ourselves with food? It's just food. So we have to like look at food differently. And that's what I try to teach a lot of my clients is create this different relationship with food and look beyond the emotional factors that we surround around it and really just use it for those nutritional purposes. And obviously we want to enjoy it. It's very Mm -hmm. social, but becoming aware and learning ourselves and, and stopping when we're full and not eating just because we're bored. And, you know, like, you know, we go to the movies, we all want to get popcorn and go, but are you really hungry? Like, do you really want the popcorn? You know? So it's one of those things where you just have to really be aware and learn within yourself. Cause again, no one's going to do it for you. You can have all these accountability tools and coaches around you that are teaching you. But then again, that person, my client is going to have to take the actions necessary to make those changes. And that's what I try to assist with. But again, it's really honestly those habits surrounding the food. So first and foremost, I have them sort of, you know, take out those trigger foods and completely get it out of the house until we kind of come to terms with their goals, but also being in control when around those certain foods. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's the biggest thing is being in control. So I want to talk about networking for sure, Felicia, but I want to ask you about this one last thing, just because of my personal curiosity. What do you think about fasting? I love it. 
I am a advocate of fasting. I love intermittent fasting. I really honestly, with as much studies as if I've read about it, because obviously there's pros and cons to everything, but actually like experiencing it myself, it's awesome for brain cognition, for function, for cleaning your gut, clearing your gut, giving your digestive system a break. I think we live in a society where we tend to overeat and emphasize too much on food and what it's doing to us. Because honestly, fasting for 16 hours, I know a lot of people sometimes have issues with that, but honestly, we have enough fuel in our system and body to really keep us alive for a couple of days. So I think 16 hours of fasting, you know, is no big deal, but I think there's so many cognitive benefits and digestive benefits to it. Absolutely. Awesome. I like hearing that. So that's been like the biggest key for me is, is intermittent fasting. So I'm, it's 1.30 PM right now, Pacific time. And I haven't mm-hmm. eaten today. I've just had a cup of black coffee and some water and stuff like that. And I, right. I try to do that every single day and not to eat until after two. It's been it made such a huge difference for me, especially in my energy levels because I always hit a wall after lunch. Like if I mm-hmm. ate lunch at like 12 o'clock or 1130 mm-hmm. or something, like two o'clock, I'd be like, all right, nap time. Right. <laughs> and right. now I, I don't feel like that at all now. Like I'll eat lunch at 230 or three and I'll be good till dinner. So it's yeah. sometimes it's good for me to hear that because I'll have people tell me like, that's not healthy. You need to be eating more food, man. And I'm yeah. like, I think Honestly, it's pretty healthy. <laughs> it is. It's so healthy. But again, it's very anecdotal. So it depends on the person, you know, like totally, there's some yes, people exactly. that just can't, like I can completely function and I actually feel better when I do, but there's some people, especially those, and I'll just say like those with adrenal fatigue or severe, severe, like cortisol issues probably won't feel really that great on intermittent fasting just mm-hmm. because their bodies are, their adrenals are so off and their endocrine system's a little funky. So that's probably not going to benefit them. But again, it's just by person basis, you know, and you're never going to know unless you try. And I'm a firm believer, like, Hey, give it a try, see how you feel, you know, and that's really your best indication. Love it. Okay. So now we need to talk a little bit about networking here towards the end of the interview. Yeah. Spent a lot of time talking about fitness and health just because <laughs> I'm a huge advocate of it. And it's been like a big journey for me yeah. <laughs> in the last like year and a half. Yeah. So I like talking about that kind of stuff, but this is build your network podcast. So we got to talk a little bit about networking here. So this is the question I ask everybody to get this conversation started. Felicia, do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Ooh, that's a good question. I think they both are beneficial, obviously, but honestly, I think I'm going to go with the latter. I'm going to go with uh, who you know, because I'm a firm believer, like I say yes and I figure it out later, right? So Mm -hmm. it's definitely going to benefit you what you know, it kind of, you know, if you can become authority in your field and a credible, that's awesome. But if you don't know the right people to get your message out, then you're you're never going to be able to grow and build. So I think that's why two network BNIs and and networking groups become so popular. And again, social media and, and reaching out to people, you know, who are in your network and growing and building. I definitely think the latter is probably going to help you in the long run because you can always learn. You can always learn along the way. And again, I can't tell you how many times in my life that I have said yes to things, not really like (laughs) not knowing maybe too much about it or maybe not super confident about it, but you know what? I'm facing my fear and I'm just going to like, okay, yes, I can do it. And I'll figure (laughs) it out. And and I I end up rocking it and I end up doing it just fine. You know, especially my first motivational talk, it was years ago. I knew I wanted to to become a motivational speaker. I knew I wanted to speak to schools and I wanted to like really put myself out there, but I didn't know how to get there. I remember putting it out in the universe and I got a call and I got, you know, my first high school principal called me and said, Hey, we want you to come speak to our students. And I remember like, he's like, how much do you charge? And what are you going to talk about? I had no idea. I put it out in the universe, but I didn't know what I was going to talk about. So (laughs) I just said yes. And I figured that out later and I did amazing. And I ended up becoming a youth ambassador that year. So it really, honestly, it's the networking that's really going to get you there. 
Yeah. So a couple of things on that. First of all, I've done the same exact thing. I think almost anybody who has a level of drive in them has done that. Or like mm-hmm. literally somebody recently was like, hey, do you do podcast coaching? And I was like, yep. Right, <laughs> and right. had not had like an idea of doing it. Like I thought about possibly doing it, but I was like, yeah, let's do it. And it's Heck been going yeah. really, really well. You know, I figured out, just figured out how to make it happen and how to do it the right way. But also yeah. something on the who versus the what thing. We were talking a little bit before the recording about how you just joined this group coaching program and how much it's helped you to be able to bring in some money into your business. And the biggest thing about the who versus what argument is that I'm always going with who because my who will always increase my what, right? So yeah. like how long would it have taken you to figure out these little tips and tools and tricks that you're learning in these last like couple of weeks of this group coaching program if you were to try to do it by yourself. You know what I mean? Like, whereas you get in touch with somebody who has done it and does do it on a daily basis and mm-hmm. on a 10X level and mm-hmm. you get in touch with them and figure and learn from them, your what will increase dramatically if you just get around the right people. And I try to hammer this home so much because people are so afraid to spend money on these kinds of things because it's really hard to measure the ROI sometimes upfront. But I'm telling you, if you spend time and money and energy and relationships, your what will increase, your who will increase and your revenue will inevitably increase. Absolutely. So, man, there's so much stuff to talk about there. Felicia, who would you say is are a couple of the best networkers that you know? And then what makes you choose them? Oh gosh, that I know like personally, I would say, I believe Lori Harder. She just wrote a book called, a uh, called Tribe, Bliss. Yeah. Tribe Called Bliss. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she is an amazing network, you know, she just, she goes out there. She's not afraid to ask questions. She's not afraid to get people on her podcast, no matter the name, no matter the the following, you know, and for her, she's one that I've really admired over the years because of her ability to not only be vulnerable, but relate to so many Mm -hmm. and build her following, you know, and I've seen that she's been able to really catapult herself in her network with now she's, you know, Lewis Howes and all of these amazing people that just are doing things and are networking with each other and building. So she's one that I've really admired and really have been able to see her just catapult. But also you had mentioned, you know, who you know and who you surround yourself with. I believe as well, she's around all these people. She wanted to write a book um, because I've been following her for quite a while. And I think if she wasn't around those people around her, like a Gabby Bernstein, who she's also really good friends with, if she wasn't around all these people who are also doing the things that she wants to do, she probably wouldn't have written the book or it would have taken her a lot longer to do. And because she's around those people, it is driving her and pushing her to accomplish those things. And I can see it. I can see it in what she posts and, you know, how she carries herself. And I listen to her podcast as well. So I really admire what she's done. Yeah, Lori's fantastic. If you're listening to this, by the way, you can go check out Lori's episode. It was episode 101 on Build Your Network, and she puts out a ton of great content on there as well. Felicia, let's go ahead and move on to the last segment here, something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Yes. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? I would love to be work with animals, so like a veterinarian of some sort. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Oprah. Hands down. Love her. Love everything about her. I love her story. I love her testimony. She's just, and just, I'm sure, wealth of knowledge. And to be able to go from this woman or this actually child who was abused and poor circumstances and poor area to now worth over a billion dollars. And to see that transition with all of the, obviously all the obstacles that she had to face and to continue with that. So I just love everything about her. So definitely Oprah. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? 
I would say definitely books and podcasts. I've been starting to get more into the podcast. So I would say I listen to podcasts while I drive and I read, I try to read every day, at least a chapter a day, a couple chapters a day. I try to do that. Right now I'm reading Gabby Bernstein's The Judgment Detox and I'm already a couple chapters in. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Morning routine. Uh, I usually get up early. I think now because it's summertime, winter is a little bit tougher, but summertime the, the sun's coming in. So I, tr- I get up about 545. I make a cup of coffee. I do bulletproof coffee and I kind of look at my calendar for the day. So the night before I've been on a routine and a habit to kind of write down my ideal day for the next day and what I want to accomplish. So I kind of go through that. I've kind of learned too since joining this academy, which you know I'm learning how to be just a better coach, better online coach, better my business. I've learned how to back which is just, you know, allotting certain amount of time in the day to do specific tasks. And since learning that and doing that, I have been so much more productive. And I do believe in writing out your day. It's really going to help because before when you're an entrepreneur, which I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this, it's, I think for one of the hardest things for entrepreneurs who don't really have a boss or, you know, anyone's like telling them they got to be somewhere at a certain time, the biggest thing for those people and me specifically has been time management. And where all of a sudden I'm like an hour into scrolling on Instagram. I'm like, Felicia, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm like, okay, I can't do that. You know, or like, Oh, I'm just going to sit, you know, and, and then getting out of the house and having a workstation away from your home, I think is important as well. But for me, I've really gotten into the habit of batching, which is allotting specific amounts of time during your day to, to do different things. So each day is a little bit different. Wednesdays actually happen to be my content days. So I tend to try to write as many creative things as I can. I go off of, mm-hmm. it's Tuesday, but yeah, tomorrow I'll basically kind of go through my day and create content through the day. But for me, it's pretty different each day. And I think the batching has helped me kind of stay on time and keep managed with that. What is your go-to pump up song? I love, love Justin Bieber. So anything Justin Bieber, I know I'm a Bieber fan, but he <laughs> really, I love his new album. And so I listen to that when I work out. What is something that you are not very good at? asking for help. And as we get everything wrapped up here, Felicia, what is one place online where we will be able to find you the most? I would say Instagram. So if you just look up my Instagram, Felicia Romero, yeah, I'm very, very, I would say I'm on that the most. I get most messages through Instagram. So I'm very accessible. So I would say an Instagram. Totally. Yeah. I was reached out to Felicia. That's actually how we got this interview scheduled as I reached out mm-hmm. to her on Instagram, like what she was putting out there. So reach out to Felicia, say what's up, tell her that you heard about her here on the show. And if you have any interest in fitness and nutrition and getting a personal trainer, I highly, highly recommend talking to Felicia about possibly working with her. Felicia, thank you so much for coming on the show. I was super excited to get you on finally. So I was happy to chat for a bit. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed it. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.